So the sermon title, sermon title for this message is called "The Father, the Father of the Fatherless." And uh, originally, originally I actually wasn't going to preach on this. You know, I told Brady um, that I was going to preach on Psalm one thirty one, which is just three verses. But as I was preparing it for this week, it just it was just it was just really difficult. You know, I was in prayer. I was I was trying to. You know, I was I was going through commentaries. I was looking at the verses. I was looking at other verses similar to it. But I, uh, I you know, through prayer, I I think God, God, um, you know, wanted me to preach on something else. So last night, I actually had to start all over. Um, <laughs> it's never happened to me before. Usually, I have all week, you know, and usually it's it it's been good. But you know, I've heard stories. I've heard stories of, you know. Brady's told me and other friends of mine have told me that sometimes it happens, you know, God God just wants you to preach on something else. You have to start all over. So that's what I did. I started all over last night. Um, and uh, the reason, this, you know, I'm going to preach on, you know, Father of the Fathers, well, because today's Father's Day. And, um, you know, me and Rachel, you know, through, through praying with you guys, you know, we're She's pregnant now, and I'm, you know, I am a father now. Um, and if I'm being completely honest, this day, Father's Day, uh, it has never really, it's really never been a good day for me, just because who my father was. And I know that maybe some, some of you, I know, I know Jamie, maybe similar experiences. But as far as in having a good father, a good, you know biological father it's it's just never been a good day for me because it's always been you know i've always i've always wished i had the father that other you know my friends have had and now now that i am a father now that comes to mind is man i don't all, all that i know about being a father is what not to do um but i believe i believe god has called me to preach on on just fatherhood and especially god our father um, but first off, I just want to start with the fathers, the fatherless, you know, those, those who, uh, who've never had fathers and, you know, it's the consequence of sin uh, as a result. But I'm going to read you guys um, census bureau and I just usually, usually I don't preach on, usually I don't preach topical, but this is what this sermon's going to be on. It's going to be a topical sermon. Um, so as all the sources I was looking online, um, I'm just going to read you guys some statistics, you know, of, of what it looks like, um, you know, fathers not being in homes. So this was a 2020, uh, the last time they did it. Um, but it says this, it says 63, 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. of all homelessness and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of all children that exhibit behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. It says 80% come, 80% of rapists come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes. And the last one, it says 85% of all youths. Sitting in prison grew up in a fatherless home. 
And it says, these statistics translate to mean that children from a father's home are five times more likely to commit suicide, 32 times more likely to run away, 20 times more likely to have behavioral disorders, and boys are 14 times more likely to commit rape, and nine times more likely to drop out of high school, and 10 times more likely to abuse chemical substance, and nine times more likely to end up in a state-operated institution, and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. So the question I would ask you, why why is it like this? What is the cause of this? And I think we would know the answer. It's sin. It's sin. The fall. This is the result. We know that men are selfish and sinful. That they do the easy. That fleshly things by abandoning their children. And these statistics are the result. And God's word. He speaks of this. And I know you guys have probably heard the saying that, you know, he walks in his father's footsteps. Well, in this case, in a spiritual sense, this is true. And the verse we just read, you know, I'll just give you a little bit of context. That's why we read this passage, John eight forty four, And this verse implies to all unbelievers. It, it applies, it used to apply to us, to those who have abandoned their children. Right in John eight forty four, it says, "You care." You, it says, "You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desire." He was a murderer from the beginning, and he and he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And those are the lost. Those who are following in their father's footsteps and act according to their father, the devil. And just like many times we've read this verse, you know, Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 3, it says we were dead in our sins. We are walking according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, which is Satan. And the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience, that was us. And it says, among them, we all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we were by nature children of who? Of whom? Children, not of God, but children of wrath. And we see that also, right? In 1 John 3, 8 through 10, it says, Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son, of a God, the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And no one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning, because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are children of God, who are children of the devil, and who are children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. You know, growing up, growing up, I really, I really never understood what it meant to trust my father. You know, I loved my father. I missed my father. You know, my parents, they got a divorce when I was like, I want to say like five years old. Um, 
You know, there are times I was angry with him, but I always loved my father. But if there's anything that is for certain, is that I could never, I could never trust my father. I could never trust him. You know, when I was a kid, starting about, you know, the time that my parents got divorced, I could never trust him. He would say things, and he would go back on it. He would say things, he'd promise things, and he would never keep them. And I think, I think that's the case for some of us. Maybe not. Um, but it was for sure for me. You see, my father, as a son of the father of lies, and he, he chose, he chose alcohol and still, and still is. He really is still worshiping it to this day. And these statistics that we read above, I think, I think, uh, you know, because, man, man, growing up, guys, growing up, all my friends, like all my friends in the neighborhood I lived in, it, it was all the same. Um, growing up, like none of them had fathers. Um, they were all gone. And, you know, growing up now, you know, how we how we've separated, you know, only because of Christ, only because I've been adopted through the blood of Christ. I, I, I look I look at their lives. And man, if, if it wasn't for Christ, I would be in the same boat. You know, some of them are in and out through prison. Some of them are. They're just they're they're just lost. They're just they're just lost. You know they're they're orphans. Their father is the devil. All right. So we know. You know. Sorry, I skipped my first point. The first, the name of the first point was the fatherless and the father of lies. Um, my next point that I have it's it's called God the Father, God our Father. So now that we've looked at the world. We've looked at the world. We see we have seen what fatherhood, bad fatherhood looks like. We've seen that ultimately the reason why it's like this is because their father is the devil and they're just doing they're just indulging the desires of their flesh and of the mind like we used to. But we also see you know the only reason I am here, the only reason that I can stand before you and say that I am saved is only because of Christ. Right? We're new creatures. The old has passed away. The old has passed away. And the new has come. If you guys return to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. Starting with verse 3. I'll, I'll give you guys a second. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, the God and Father of our Lord, according to His great mercy. He has caused us to be made alive. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Not just through the death of Jesus Christ, but through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we say that also in 1 John. 1 John 3, 
verse 1. It says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Right? And we also see that in the most popular verse, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I love what Charles Spurgeon says. He says, Christ did not die to make His Father loving. But because His Father is loving, the atoning blood is the outflow of the very heart of God towards us. Because... God the Father is a loving God. He sent His Son for us. In John 1, 14, And the Word became flesh, Christ, Christ became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. And glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Praise God then, that even, even if my father, you know, was a bad father, you know, because of Christ, because I've been saved, I can now, I can now call God the Father. If you, if you look at all of God's creation, who does He give the permission? Who does He grant access to call Him Father? Right? We look at all His creatures and we know that none of them, None of them can. You know, not even His angels. Not even the angels can call Him Father. But we can. We can call God a Father. You know, I love, I love, I love this song, Only a Holy God. It says, Who else could rescue me from my failing? Who else would offer His only Son? And who else invites me to call Him Father? Only a holy God. Amen. Our God, God the Father, God our Father is holy, holy, holy. And He invites me. And He invites you. Calls you not what you were, but calls you His own. And we can rejoice, guys. We can rejoice. Again, you know, you know, Charles Spurgeon, he says this. He says, He would have us like children who believe what their father tells them. You know, I know that even as my father now and when I hold my baby and when our child is growing up, I know I will fall short. I know I'll fall short. Um, because, you know, every, you know, all of us are sinful. We have a, we, we are, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is everlasting life. We have been saved, but still we live in this world. We live in the flesh and we fall short daily. But that is why we look up Keep our mind on we keep our minds on things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Right? He says he would have us like children who believe what their father tells them. You know, I don't know I don't know if you guys grew up with the Father, but I know that Carl, you know, I know Carl seemed like he had a good father, and I know his father fell short at times. But usually Usually, you know, I think of Rachel's dad. Man, his her dad is a man of integrity. You know, he if he says something, you know, unless he's going to die, you know, unless something terrible, terrible goes wrong, if he says something, it's it's his word 
is his word. Um, but for me, yeah, it was the opposite. If my dad had something, it was, you know, uh, he, he ain't going to show up. No, he's, you know, this ain't going to happen. You know, as soon as he said it, I knew that it wasn't going to happen. But the Father above, you know, our Father, because we've been adopted through Christ, even, even when we did not know it, you know, you think of parents when they adopt their children, they do all this work, they do all the paperwork, they go through checks, you know, they, they go through all kinds of tests, and it just has to be perfect, right? And the children, the child in the bed, in the orphanage has no idea. Right? The child has no idea that they have parents that are seeking to adopt them. And it was with if it, and it was with God that even when we were sinning against him willingly, even when we blasphemed his name, he set his sights on our souls and adopted adopted us through Christ. And we can call him Father. What a great privilege it is, right? That when you cannot trust your father, know that you can trust him. That when your father did not love you, know that he has always loved us. And when your father had abandoned you, know that God the Father is always near to us. That his spirit lives in us. Sinclair Ferguson, he says this, Unless God is our father, we are orphans. But God's own son has become our older brother. And he comes through his spirit with his father to live with us. The Holy Spirit dwells in our lives and making us a suitable dwelling place to receive the father and the son. As a consequence, by the spirit, we learn that we are not abandoned and unloved, but rather that we are loved by the father, by the son and lovingly cared for by the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I, you know, through seasons I, I have done this, and, and sometimes, guys, it is really easy to forget. When you fall short, when you, when you sin, when you're called out, you know, in repentance, to, to repent from your sin, you know, I think most of us, some of us, even still, you know, we, we come to the Father as if He doesn't see us as children. We, you know, you think of a child. You think of a child, right, that has a good father. And when his, the child messes up, first thing he says to his father, is it, is it begging? Is it, is it in fear? No, if that father is a good father, that child can come to his father knowingly that his, that his father will take care of him. That although the kid might be disciplined, but the father still Loves his child, his son, or his daughter. But I think many of us, when we come before our Father, God the Father, we do that. We come to Him in fear. We come to Him as if we're not forgiven. We're come, we come to Him as, as if we're orphans. But remember that you have been purchased. You have been purchased through the blood of Christ. And you can always, always turn to the Father through Christ. Through Christ. You know, I said this already. I do the same thing Brady does sometimes. I say a quote before I even get to it. Um, Spurgeon, he says, No man has a right to claim God as his Father unless he has fleed, fleeth in his soul. 
and believe it solemnly to the faith of God's election, that he has been adopted into the, into the one family of heaven and earth, that he has been regener- regenerated or born again. You know, there are, many, there are many ways the scripture describes those who love God and obey him. We know that we are heirs of Christ and co-heirs with Christ. We see that in Romans and Ephesians 1. We see that we are holy priests, right? And when Brady preached in 1 Peter, we see that we are holy priests, that we are new creatures. We see that in 2 Corinthians. And we see that we are partakers of the divine nature. And we see that in 2 Peter. But more than any of the above, more significant than any tolerable position is the simple fact that we are God's children and that He is our Heavenly Father. And for the born-again men, for those who are saved, for those who are adopted through Christ, you know, you see verses like Ephesians 6 and Deuteronomy and 1 Timothy. In Ephesians 6, 4 you know, this is, this is how, now that we've been regenerated, now that I have been regenerated because of Christ. It isn't, it isn't that, you know, on Father's Day today that, that I can know not, you know, I, I know not what to do as a father. But because of God's word and because of the church, I see God's instruction you know, like Ephesians 6, 4. He says, Fathers, do not provoke your, your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. We see that in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God and the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down, when you lie down and when you rise up. So as a father now, I am to instruct my son in the way of the Lord. But also in 1 Timothy, we see that it says, if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. What a privilege it is. What a standard this is. As a father, to raise up the children, to raise up my children, you know, in the ways of the Lord. But I know, right, this is, this is a way of worshiping Lord. I know that this does not save him. But it is only through Christ that he could be saved. But I know that I could teach him, right? That could do my part. Again, and this is only this is only because of Christ that I could do this. This is only because of Christ, right? That when Carl gets married or when any of you guys get married. And when you have children, if you do have children, to raise them up in the way of the Lord as commanded. As a result of worshiping God. So guys again. I know this is a. This is a, a short sermon. Um, I knew this was going to be a short sermon. 
Uh, topical preaching is unusual for me. It's just, man, it's just difficult. It's just, it's just difficult. It's so hard not to take verses out of context. Um, but this is, this is why, you know, all that I've said, right? The fatherless, the orphans, God, our Father. This is why the church is so important. You know, we as the church, and I believe we do this, you know, we're commanded to love our neighbor, to go out into the world. And as we see with the fatherless, we are as the church are to go out to the spiritual orphans and preach adoption to the blood of Christ. So we can learn also from the church how to be a father from other men within the church body. And so we can also be reminded that we have a father who loves us unconditionally. Um, so guys, I know, again, I know this was a short message. Um, I'm pretty much in summary, you know, in summary. If, any, if there's anything to take away from this, it's to know that when we go out into the world, that we are to preach and to share with our co-workers that they could be adopted through the blood of Christ. That as they stand now, that they're not in Christ. Right? You've heard the saying that all children are children of God. But we know that from God's word, that's not true. That there are two fathers, God the Father and the Father of lies. So let this, let this motivate you. You know, this... I've used this before. You know, I've had coworkers before who have had bad fathers just like I have. But it's easily, it's, 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 man, the gospel can be preached to people in so many ways. You know, we have adoption. We have reconciliation. We have being rescued. We have being saved. There, there are many ways to share the gospel. And especially with the fatherless, we can simply preach that although their father was bad, and abandoned them. There is a father in heaven. Who never will. So guys. Um, happy Father's Day. You know Kelly. Happy Father's Day Kelly. Even if you're not a father. We can, we can always. Uh, we can always look. We can always look above. And know that we have a good. Good father. Um, so let's. Let's pray. And then we'll sing. How deep the father's love for us. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you. Thank you for making us children of God. God, we were lost. We were in sin. We indulged. We enjoyed our sin. We were following after the footsteps of our Father, the Father of lies. But you being rich in mercy, being a gracious and loving God, chose us before the world was created. You formed us in the womb. You know us. You know the hairs on our head. You know what's in our minds. You know what's in our hearts. You know us. You didn't just save us, but you welcomed us and to your family. And according to the riches of your grace, God, 
we have been made heirs with Christ. God, what a privilege it is to call you, Father. So when we fall short, when we, when we fail, we can look to you. We can look to you. You hear us. You're with us. Your spirit is in us. God, may we never forget that people, that Christians, are the only ones who have had the privilege to call you, Father. What a holy God you are. God, thank you for Christ. Thank you. God, I just pray, God, that that your word was preached, God, that I that I know that that I am I am not the best preacher, God, but I know that your word is stronger than mine, that your spirit convicts not on my not on how I did, God. It doesn't matter. It does not matter if I did bad or not. It just matters that you, that your spirit, that your word is preached, that it is sharper than any other sword, that it pierces the heart, that it makes us new, that it sharpens us, God, that it makes us new. God, I thank you for this church, God. I thank you for this day. God, I pray that we would Remember all the, all the fathers out there in the world, the good ones, the fathers who have just simply obeyed you. God, thank you. In Christ's name I pray, amen.